I am joined this morning by the president of the Hop River Trail Alliance, and that is John Hankins, to talk about the airline master plan, which has been in preparation for three years. John, good morning. Always a pleasure to see you and talk about one thing that's very special to me, and that is the local rail trails. Tell me, what's the big news from the airline master plan? Well, good morning, Wayne. Uh, Good to be back here. I think I was here about a year ago talking about the Hop River Trail Alliance. And the, uh, yes, the airline master plan, which has been prep- in preparation for three years, was released this week, actually. And it's a, it's a planning document that talks about uh, the airline is an economic driver of, of the quiet corner of Connecticut, from Putnam, all the way, it's Putnam and Thompson all the way out to East Hampton. And it's funny to me that you're the president of the Hop River Trail Alliance, but they call it the airline master plan. Is the Hop River Trail Alliance involved in the airline master plan? Not directly. Um, we are a, we are another organ. The Hop River Trail Alliance is specific to the Hop River Trail, which, as you know, intersects the airline trail here in Willimantic. So the Hop River Trail is at 22 miles from Willimantic to Manchester, um, heading out toward Hartford, whereas the airline trail heads from the northeast corner of Connecticut all the way up in Thompson down toward Middletown. So it's a, a slightly different route. Those two routes come together here in Willimantic. Who actually put the plan together? Was it the Hop River River or Hop River Trail Alliance or was it the DEP or some collaborative effort? It was it was not the Hop River Trail Alliance. It was a collaborative effort uh, bet- it was a it was a group that was put together by an, an outside consultant that consisted of town representatives from virtually every town between Thompson and and Portland. Um, so all the towns had an input, and it was there were many people on it, such as town planners would be a typical person that would be on a committee like that. Um, they have recently that group has recently received a seventy-five thousand dollar grant from DEP to continue the work that they've they've already done, and it's their goal to form a nonprofit organization that can work closely with the DEP um, to move their initiatives forward. And ironically, the Hop River Trail Alliance has done just that, although we haven't had the, the, the funding that the airline master planning group has had. We have managed to put together an organization that clu- includes representatives from each of the, ta- uh, the seven towns along the Hop River Trail from Wyndham out to Manchester. Now, as one who has walked every inch of both of those trails, the Hop River Trail that goes through Coventry, Andover, out to Bolton, and then up to Vernon and Manchester, it has periodic benches. It has periodic mileage markers along the trail. You don't see that as much on the airline trail. Is that part of this airline master plan to include that on the improvements to the airline trail? Well, they've got some some plans like that for the airline trail, some long-term plans. Um, I will say there's good things coming to both trails, and I wanted to highlight some of those. The uh, the DEP just came out with their uh, their funding for 2023 and 2024 um, through their Rec Trails Grant Program, and those many many grant applications were submitted for both the airline and the Hop River Trails, and the grant this funding cycle has been very kind to both trails. The Hop River Trail Alliance really is our first project. Uh, we went to DEP and we said we need consistent signage along the whole trail because right now it's a mishmash. You, you, you mentioned mileage markers. There are mileage markers, but you're not always sure where they start. 
um, there's multiple competing mileage markers. So you'll be going along and then all of a sudden the mileage markers will change to some other system. So what we have uh, received $45,000 from the state to implement is a set of consistent signage from Willimantic out to Manchester so that individual towns won't be figuring out how to do the signage. We'll have one consistent look, one consistent feel, one consistent mileage. 0.0 in Willimantic where the two trails come together and 22 miles or 20.5 miles actually out in Manchester at the current terminus. Well, folks who know the Airline North Trail, especially the sector between Route 203 and Tucky Road or Tucky Road and 203, noticed a recent addition of mileage markers. One is exactly a half mile from 203 and the other is exactly a mile from 203 as you head toward Tucky Road. And if there's others out there, I haven't really done those other sectors because right now I like to take that trail like I did yesterday to check out the Heron Rookery, which is getting pretty good with the chicks pretty much ready to fledge and leave the nest. Uh, first off, are there other trail markers as well? And secondly, are those two new mileage markers part of this whole master plan? I don't believe they are. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> came out before the plan came out. So yeah, that's yeah. why I think they might not be. I'm trying to figure out where they came from. They and just showed and, up one day. And that's just, and that's the issue, <laughs> right? Um, people, people, for good reasons, put up mileage markers, but there's no consistent system. Um, and the, both the airline and the hopper are interesting phenomena because they are owned by the state of Connecticut, but the state does give the town some authority to... Uh, implement certain infrastructure improvements um, with with approval but you do end up if there's not a consistent organization which which there is now on both of the trails these consistent organizations are going to are going to greatly help with a consistent approach to signage along both trails explain how these rail trails work you sort of touched on that just now but as i understand it the state the DEP essentially builds or converts the trails. And once the trails are done, then it's up to the individual towns the trails run through to maintain the trails. How am I doing? I would say sort of. (laughs) It's pretty unclear. Story of my life. Yeah, it's pretty unclear. Uh, So the, the state has an individual maintenance agreement with each of the towns along the way. And those agreements don't all even read the same way. So... It's, it is very difficult to try to figure out who's got the responsibility for what. Some towns take the initiative to do a lot of their own work. Uh, for instance, um, Hebron is gr- a great example. Pomfret's a great example. These are towns that do their own mowing. They do some of their own maintenance. Vernon is a great example as well. Um, very active maintenance group. Other towns do very little. Either they don't have the interest or they don't have the resources. So... As you're riding your bike or walking along the, the rail trail, you will notice a distinct difference in the way the trail is maintained from town to town. would not be unusual. Including cutting the weeds or the growth off on the fringe of the trail, too. I clearly notice that some areas, you go by and it's cut down like one inch high, and then you walk another quarter mile, and you got stuff that's growing two feet high. So when I, when I talk to the state, they make it their goal to mow the whole thing twice a year. That's a lot of mowing, though. I, I don't know what the, the combined length of those trails must be, 65, 70 miles, something like that. So to mow both sides of that twice a year, um, it's, it's almost an impossible task. So they get assistance from the towns, but it's inconsistent from town to town. So that's, that would explain why you see 
inconsistency while you're out there. Well, speaking to your point from a moment ago, I remember a couple of years ago, the area off of Flanders Road, Kings Road, out, I guess it's Columbia at that point, uh, it was a little rocky and uneven. And one day, a whole bunch of dirt got poured there. I was told that was put down by DEP. And then... It was the town of Coventry, actually, that uh, was was maintaining this. I was told that the town of Coventry was then tasked with somebody from their government, came out, and they distributed the sand, the dirt, moved it around, evened it, and it went from a rocky, uneven trail to a really nice portion right there, that, that area as you go west from King's Road. And I was told that the town of Coventry did that, which kind of speaks to my point that the EP brings you the dirt, what you do with it, good luck. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that'll happen. That's and that's a nice collaboration when you can have the DEP actually supplying the materials so that the only thing the town supply is people power and perhaps some equipment, things that are already in their budget, um, rather than having to step outside of their budget, which is very difficult for towns, particularly when they're maintaining state-owned land. Um, that's a tricky That's a tricky thing, I'm sure, for towns to negotiate. John, we've had you on several times before, and we know that you're a biker and at times a hiker as well. Aside from being president of the Hop River Trail Alliance, of this airline master plan, what excites you the most? What's the best part of this plan right now for folks who use those trails? I am a big I'm a big advocate of accessibility, and part of accessibility is just people knowing how to get on the trail. Um, if you'd had me in 10 years ago, few of your listeners would even know how to get onto the trail. Most of them hadn't even heard of the trails. Or, or hadn't heard of it. Or maybe they'd heard of it vaguely, but they had no idea where to park their car or whether it would be safe or what they'd experience once they get out there. That's changing a lot now. When you get out on the trail, you see a lot of smiling faces. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of safe places to park. What something like the airline master plan does and the website that goes along with it is gives people specific resources that they can use to access various parts of the trail safely um, and predictably. So to me, that's the business uh, most exciting. I also run into more and more commonly, maybe you've run into them out there. You'd be going along the trail and someone will come by with a loaded up bike. And if you get the chance to stop them <laughs> and talk to them, you find out they are coming from places like Nova Scotia. Um, they are, th- there are long-distance travelers coming through our region now and staying in our bed and breakfasts, our Airbnbs and our hotels, um, and eating in our restaurants. So it is starting to become what, you've, what I've seen in other states, which is much more of an ec- a driver of economic um, activity and tourism. John, speaking to your point, yesterday, Airline North, between Tucky and 203, walking along the trail, and there's a young woman who has her bike on the ground, and it turns out she's got a flat, and she's pumping it up, and it's not taking the air, so she's in trouble here. So we try to help her out with that, but I talked to her. She's from North Carolina, which speaks to your point. She left yesterday from, I think she said East Hampton, and she was riding to Providence, and obviously, she's got some troubles with the bike. She's not going to make it to Providence in that thing. And I suggested, I said, you might want to go back to Willimantic. There's a there's a bicycle shop out here on Main Street in Willimantic. You might have to either get a new tire or have them repair it because you're not going to make it to Providence. And she went that way. She came back to town, and I assume she got it fixed. 
just in general here, getting away from a topic a little bit, so here she was going to Providence, and I'm, I told her, I said, I would not stay on the airline trail all the way to the end because that's taking you too far north, up toward Putnam and Thompson, that neck of the woods. If you're going to go to Providence, it's not as attractive an option as the airline trail, but wouldn't you maybe get off on Route 6 in Hampton where it crosses there by Southbrook and then stay on 6? Or would you stay on the airline and go all the way to the northwest northeast corner of the state and somehow wangle your way back down to Providence? You ever done that? Uh, yeah, it, it kind of depends on what your goal is. Is your goal to get to Providence or is your goal to do a bike trip? Um, so if she was interested in doing a bike trip on the rail trail, she might just stay on the rail trail. Mm. I I didn't I don't know if I mentioned it to you last year, but I did a trip last year from I I was coming back from Maine. I had my wife drop me off at, in Portland, Maine, and said I'm riding home, and I'm taking the East Coast Greenway. This is a the the bike trail equivalent of the Appalachian Trail that runs from Florida to Maine, and. It's about, if, I, if I'd stayed in the car, it would have been about a 150-mile drive. I got on my bike, and four days later, I got home to Willimantic. It was a 300-mile, double the distance, to ride on the bike trail between Maine and Willimantic because it doesn't go straight. Um, they make a mission on the East Coast Greenway of hitting as many rail trails as they can. So it goes from... Portland to Hampton, New Hampshire to Boston, then all the way out to Worcester, then all the way back to Providence, and then down, and then it shoots up to Putnam, and it, it just doesn't go straight. Um, but if your object is to ride rail trails, it's the best bet. Does this airline master plan include renovation improvement of the trails? A couple of examples I think of. You think the Goodwin Forest would be one of the better places for a trail but my experience is it's one of the worst it's not well maintained it's rocky it's ruddy and things like that and secondly one example is the parking area at the airline trail head at 203 you drive up that hill on the tucky roadside and there's all kinds of potholes stuff like that it's not a pleasant you're only driving 30 feet but it's not a pleasant drive what would it take to fill that in is that part of the airline master plan you know the the airline, I don't, I haven't read it in detail yet, but it's got, um, it does have, it has identified some sort of impediments to the public's use of the trail. Some of that rough stuff that you mentioned, like out in Goodwin, um, families don't like to ride there um, because it's just too rough for your, you know, your your ten year old on a on a huffy with twenty inch tires um, is going to struggle there. Go out to Pomfret, though, where they've got this beautiful, smooth surface, and you'll find tons of families. So it's a recognized issue that it's an in, right now it's an inconsistent surface. I, I will say this. It's getting better all the time. Um, there's a number of projects going on. I mentioned the Rec Trails Grant Program. There's uh, the connection through from Pomfret to Putnam is now in the works. That's gotten funded, so that surface will improve. Um, but it is, it has been and probably always will be piecemeal. So someone will identify a need, 203 parking, someone apply for a grant, they'll get the grant, that will be improved. And then on to the next thing. Let me take a side trip here from the airline master plan. You ride a lot. You ride our trails a lot. You walk them. You hike all over eastern Connecticut and other places as well, as you just talked about. Tell me some critter stories. Have you encountered a bear? Have you encountered other types of wildlife like that? 
on the airline? Anywhere. Uh, I came pretty darn close to hitting a bear on the um, Blue Ridge Parkway a couple years ago. That's I was what Virginia? Yeah, I was in yeah. Virginia. Um, and the I was, Blue Ridge Parkway is a, a, a highway. Are you talking driving a car? No, no. I was on a road bike with a friend, okay. and I was zinging down the road and watched a bear cub go across the trail well in front of us, maybe 100 yards. And I lost my focus because I was looking for the bear cub, and I was zinging down the road pretty fast because it was a downhill. And the mom bear stepped out in front of my bike. She didn't see me. I didn't see her. And at the very last minute, we both saw each other. And... and uh, she jumped, fortunately, because I wasn't going to be able to move laterally at all at that speed. You talk to many people who utilize our local trails here in Connecticut and, of course, the airline, the hop, the Willamette River Trail. Uh, do you have them tell stories about encountering bears on these trails? And then my next question has to do with a moose. Got any stories of moose sightings around here? You know, bear and moose, very unusual in eastern Connecticut still. We're starting to see some, you know, bird feeder kind of stories in Chaplin. They think there's somebody, there's a bear walking around right now. I've not encountered one on the rail trail. That would be extremely unusual. Coyotes, yes. Friends have seen bobcats on the rail trail. Um, plenty of deer. Owls, skunks. Um, I've, I've seen many, many animals on the rail trail. Um including deer that have run at, you know, when we've ride, ridden it at night a few times, the deer will run in front of us down the trail. Um, in those steep sections where the, the, the banks are steep and they can't get off the trail, they'll just be pacing right along with us. I've seen That's turkeys right. on the Airline North Trail, too. Whole seen that, for whole, sure. Whole family of them crossing. So, yeah, and then there's my story from, I want to say, 2019 or something like that, that uh, I was off on vacation, but I was, I was reading the Chronicle, and page one story said that two women encountered a bear on the Hop River Trail at the Parker Bridge Road intersection. And I was away at the time. Well, I came back on Sunday, and where do you think I went on Monday? <laughs> I went out to that exact location. I walked by there all the time. I know that very well. I went by, and while on one hand, there was no bears, on the other hand, there were two hawks sitting in a tree. So it was pretty cool to see just some of the things you can see on the local rail trails. What kind of signage improvements are they going to be? And will it include a clearer identification that motorized vehicles are not allowed on those trails? So the signage is really, uh, it's wayfinding signage. So, for instance, right now, if you're from out of town and you sh you're, you're on the trail, and this has happened to me before, someone from out of state, uh, will be riding on the trail they'll get to an intersection they won't know which way it is to hartford versus middletown v versus pomfret i've got to tell them um so the signage at, will be at intersections directing people on what is in which direction how many miles away various destinations are um, there'll be mile markers every quarter or half mile along the way and this is all on the hop river trail There'll be signs at road crossings. Uh, one of the problems we have right now is a safety problem. Someone goes down and breaks a leg on the rail trail and pulls their cell phone out, calls 911. They will be asked where they are, and they will say, I'm on the rail trail. What mile marker? There are no mile markers. What road crossing? Don't know. There's no labels. They can't tell emergency services where to even go. Um, so that problem will be solved, on, at least on the Hop River Trail in the short term. It's funny, those of us who do it all the time, like you do and I do, even without a mile marker, I know that 
let's say I'm on the airline trail north, I know that I'm about a half a mile from Chewink Road in Chaplin. I know exactly where I'm on the trail. I think where this would come into play is for the folks who either don't go out much or they're from outside the area. You, did you tell me that we had somebody recently you ran into who was on the local rail trails from Vancouver, British Columbia? Yeah, they they had looked up something to do in the east. Um, they found their way to the airline. They were headed, uh, we ran into them in Columbia. They were headed to New Haven to pick up the train. They were taking the train to Manhattan. Then they were going to jump on the Empire Trail and ride it up to Albany and then out to Buffalo and then fly home. So that's the kind of thing that people are doing. The airline is starting to become a connector for people to get to other places. And speaking of connectors, a very important project, which apparently is addressed in this new airline master plan, seems to be something that's been talked about for years, the replacement, repair, and completion of the bridge over the Hop River Trail in, I guess that's in Columbia, as that bridge is pretty pretty bad shape. That's not going to be refurbished. That's going to have to be replaced. Once that bridge is replaced, then folks who are on the Hop River Trail can then come out to the junction with Mackey's, get on the Willimantic River Trail, go down to the bridge that goes over the Willimantic River and take the airline south, eventually go east to the airline north. You can still do it by taking King Road and Flanders Road and then 66, but that's not what I want to do. Tell me the status of that bridge and when you see work beginning on it. They, they started a couple years ago and did a little bit and then they stopped. I think COVID played a role in that. But when do you see completion of that bridge and is that part of this Airline Master Trail? Yeah, the, that bridge is, from what I understand, the funding is in place at the state to do this job now. Um, and construction will start. The, the design is complete. They know how they're going to do the job. There was some discussion about how to remove that existing bridge, uh, but they've got all that worked out. The design, the preliminary design anyway, is done, and the construction for that is proposed for 2024. That's next construction season, and it'll probably be a, a two-year project to put that bridge back in. It's a big undertaking. They're also going to replace the um, that concrete culvert under Flanders Road, which isn't presently big enough for emergency vehicles. So that will become that will become wider. That's part of the same project. And the surface will be improved there too. Yeah, right now they actually detour you to the north to not use that because it doesn't go anywhere because you can't get across the river. So you have to walk on Flanders, you have to walk on King. And then all of a sudden, about a quarter mile up on King on the right, there's a beautiful Hop River Trail that is waiting for you. It's the problem to get from the Mackey's trails to that trailhead on King's Road, and that is part of the problem. And that is the only discontinuity on the entire trail between Willimantic and Manchester right now, that one little section. Let's go out to North Wyndham and the airline trail. The town of Wyndham has purchased the Donahue property near the tractor supply store in North Wyndham, and that will provide an additional access parking spot to the airline trail. That's new, and when will that start to take shape that's new i know the town is ta i've talked to the town engineer about this and they are in the process of it's a it's a project that does not require any significant design the town can do that with their own forces they own the property today um, and they'll be providing access from route six in the vicinity of tractor supply for four or five cars that's an area where there's not great parking right now um, very close to the uh 
very close to the Heron Rookery that you mentioned. Um, that would be a way to get access back in there. Now, I said that I was on that trail yesterday, the airline north between Tucky and, and 203. And if you know your geography of the area, it's amazing how close you are to civilization on that trail, yet you don't know it because there's a, it's not really a berm, like a man-made thing. It's just a hill they've left up. Some of those have some pretty interesting rock formations as well. But, I mean, Walmart's over there and the other businesses there are off of Route 6. So is it safe to assume that when they do create that parking area and a trailhead on the Donahue property, they'll simply take down part of that, I'm calling it a berm, but I think it's more natural there. So they'd have to do that to give you trail access. Yeah, there's going to be, it, it, the access isn't terribly difficult. Um, it's pretty much, it's pretty much straight in. They'll have, there's a little bit of a grade to, up to the trail there, but I don't think that's an engineer. I don't think they've got to move mountains to make that work. Let me take a look at the big picture here. We've got these tremendous trails and I've walked trails all over the state of Connecticut and you can speak to this too, that the state's got a lot of great rail trails, but most of them don't have a cold, hold a candle what we've got here. We've got some of the best rail trails in the state, simple as that. Now that I've established that fact, let's talk about some of your other favorite trails statewide and maybe one or two outside the state. I think we got some of the best trails in the country right here, actually. <laughs> um, you know, let, you know, forget let's about go, the let's state. Let's go world while we're at it. <laughs> so the, uh, the two big places people talk about rail trails in the state of Connecticut one is the airline hop river network that we've been talking about but the other big one and that and that's that's primarily a gravel trail so those of us that like to ride on gravel surfaces it's perfect um, if you're a rollerblader not so much because it's not paved the paved trail in the state that the people like people like to go on is the farmington valley canal trail um, and that extends that originally extended from new haven connecticut all the way up to westfield and most of that has been converted to a rail trail at this point. It was a canal trail, not a, not a rail trail so much. Uh, Farmington Canal ran, ran that distance. Um, there is a discontinuity on that trail from approximately Southington up to Farmington. But other than that, from Southington down to New Haven, it's all intact. From Farmington all the way up to Westfield, Massachusetts, and it's paved the whole way. So for families and those that don't like the, the slightly rougher surfaces of gravel, that's a good option. Another one that I like that I discovered last year is the Windsor Locks Canal Trail that essentially just parallels the Connecticut River. There's actually a canal that paralleled the Connecticut River, and the trail goes right up there between the canal and the large Connecticut River. I was there in the fall. The foliage is spectacular. The view is spectacular. Highly recommended. I like that a lot. Yeah, the, the, and we talk about rail trails primarily, but these canal trails are fantastic as well. You know, there was a period in America where we were building canals. You know, they, they're obsolete after about, most of them about, after about 20 to 50 years of being constructed. But the, uh, the, the one you mentioned, the Windsor Locks Canal Trail, shorter, I think that's three to five miles or something like that, but very scenic between the canal and the river. Um, Regionally, there's one that people love to do called the C&O Canal Trail that runs from Washington, D.C. to Cumberland, Maryland. That's about 150 miles. And that is the premier canal trail in the country. Uh, it's a national park. There's camping all along it. I, I did that with some friends last year with the, you know, the fully loaded bikes. There's campsites every three to five miles. Um, and as far as a bike camping trip, um, that one can't be beat. 
you know, our local rail trails, especially the Hop, the Airline South and North trails, even the Willamette River Trail, there's probably people listening right now who might live a half a mile from these trails and never been on them. Can you just give an overview from your perspective on the usage of these trails between bikers, runners, and walkers? What do you see the most of when you're on our local rail trails? Depends a little bit on the time of year. So in in the dead of winter, you do not see a lot of cyclists um, for obvious reasons. Um, I was out there yesterday. I would say it's probably, if I had to guess, 50% walkers, 20% runners, and 30% bikers. I mean, that's kind of a, a breakdown. Um, you see a lot of people on foot. Um, it, it's a very popular thing to do. It's, a, it's, a sa- it's safe. It's a predictable surface. It's a pre- I mean, there's no ticks when you're walking on gravel. So people tend to like it. I, I think people, there's certainly a segment of people that would rather walk on a, on a smooth rail trail surface than a, than a rougher sort of single track, you know, rough and tumble trail with roots and rocks and so on. I agree with you about ticks. You don't see them much on that trail. It's never a bad idea to check yourself for ticks. But on the airline trail yesterday, boy, the mosquitoes were out. So just maybe some safety tips on how to protect yourself from that because those things can be problematic. So you can ride a bike and go fast enough so they can't catch you. <laughs> but yeah, if you're if you're out if you're out and about, there's uh, you know the the rail line offers no mosquito uh, built-in protection. So you know if you've got them in your backyard, you're going to have them on the rail trail as well. Sections of the rail trail go through some pretty wet areas, as you know. Um, you're just going to have more mosquitoes in those the, those places. Yeah, there's a couple of lakes up there, ponds up there by the uh, 203 junction with the rail trail, and I think that that brings some of those mosquitoes out. But nonetheless, I think another attraction why it's so popular with the three types of people that use it you talked about. Remember, these used to be railroad lines. They don't want the trains going up and down hills, so they blow out a mountain create what they call a cut to keep that trail fairly level and then if the train is going to be going over above average terrain they use what they call a fill so i'm just talking about the 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 popularity of the rail trails i think is also the fact that it's level i know you do some other hiking you go up and down and hills and mountains and things like that but you can ride a bike and go pretty even on this for a long distance and i think that's and, and walking and running i think that's really an attraction yeah, the max grade on a on a rail line like this is two percent. Two percent over a mile is a is a hundred feet. Um, so if you're walking up a hundred feet over a distance of a mile, you, you if you're walking, you can't even notice that. If you're on a bike, you can notice it. There's a there is a difference between going up two percent and down two percent. So you might be going uphill at at ten miles an hour and downhill at fifteen miles an hour. It's that much of a difference. So on a bike, you can notice it. And when it comes to the overall use of this trail, and I'll admit that I use them in the wintertime, unless it's icy, snowy, or 10 below, basically when it's 32 or warmer and the trail if the trail's dry, I'm out there on it 12 months of the year. And I'll bet you're doing the same thing. It's- yeah, the, the, only time that, the only time that I stay off of it is for, for a short period in the spring where there's frost underneath and mud on top. There is a mud season on the gravel trail, um, relatively short. And I think just in general, I know we're talking about the Airline Master Trail, but uh, Airline Master Plan, but in, in my world of our local trails here, that area on the Hop River Trail between like Andover to Bolton Notch up to Vernon, 
I think it's just jaw-dropping spectacular. I think that they're all great, but I think that might be the tiebreaker for the best sector of local trails around here. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, I love them all, but um, that section up through Valley Falls in Vernon, I was up there the other day, and the, the mountain laurel had popped. Oh, my gosh. Um, it, it it's, it's just... And the, the engineering is something I pay attention to. Um, what it would have taken in 18... I believe that Hop River Trail up by Vernon is, you know, that's got a date of 1847, 1850. The the airline's a little bit newer, 1877. But even any of those times, you try to think about the technology they would have had to move that much material. Um, it's astounding. John, those of us who use the local rail trails are excited about this uh, DEP $45,000 rec trails grant for signage improvements along the length of the trail from Willimantic to Manchester and other changes. And part of the good work of the Hop River Trail Alliance, you are the president, is the Hop River Trail Alliance looking for members and new members? If so, how does someone sign up? Well, right now it's, right now it's an organization that's primarily focused on working with the towns. So we don't have members per se. What we do have, though, is um, we have volunteer days to do trail cleanups. Um, so that's something people can look for. We just we just finished one recently. So we have volunteers clean up trash, clean up um, or and removing you know sticks and logs that fall on the side of the trail. We had fifty or sixty people that helped us with that, and that was a that makes a major difference. Um, so when, whenever we can leverage that our human resources to help DEP to maintain the trail, um, we try to do that. Such a great resource around here, the rail trails, the Hop River, the Willimantic River Trail, and also the Airline South and the Airline North is the Airline Master Plan, our topic this morning with the president of the Hop River Trail Alliance. John, I know I'll see you on the trails at some point. I see you all the time out there anyway. Thanks for coming in this morning. Okay, you bet. John Hankins, our guest this morning.